Welcome back. It's another episode of Brevity Box. Although, be it a little, a little shy of one of our favorite people, the Metal Lord himself, Mitch, is on a temporary sabbatical. He was called away to handle all things having to do with rock. And he'll be back he in our next episode. Hard. He meddled too hard. <laughs> Listen, that's actually not <laughs> too far off from the truth because that dude got a long overdue, long overdue pleasure. He got to go to an Anthrax and Black Label Society concert. Oh, nice. And really, I'm telling you, him. yeah. I mean, I, I've rarely, rarely ever seen him in such a happy, happy form. He was like in his element and fucking totally rocking out. And I couldn't have been happier for the guy. I mean, yeah, good for him, but he is absent from this episode. So we're going to take an opportunity to dive into something that Becky and I both have a deep affection for. And we know Mitch, not so much. (laughs) He's not into the (laughs) sports uh, like, like Becky and I are specifically, the NFL. And there's a lot to talk about with the NFL. But before we do that, mm-hmm. let me just do a proper intro to the show. Brevity Box is brought to you by the Ruminations Radio Network, a collection of podcasts on many different topics and subject matter. If you'd like to see what we have to offer, check us out at www.ruminationsradionetwork.com. All right. Easy enough. Let's jump into it. We got a lot to talk about with sports. I I wanted to mention something about Kyler Murray's contract, which has now been changed, but I think it's funny. We also want to cover Deshaun Watson and the pending suspension and the ins and outs of what that suspension is going to be. Is it going to be six games? Is it going to be 12 games? Is it going to be more? I've got some thoughts and opinions on this whole thing. And of course, we're just going to talk about generally where we feel like the teams are at, where they're going and some just good old football stuff. Football, football. Also, I think we need to talk about the Brittany Griner situation. Yes, we definitely need to touch on that. You want to start with that? You want to start there? International? Um, yes, let's start with international business. Business. Okay, so for anybody <laughs> that is in the know, Brittany Griner is a professional basketball player uh, in what would she were playing in the United States? She would definitely be playing in she the plays WNBA. She for the Phoenix Mercury. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but now off season, she plays in Russia. Now, and she has to do that because female athletes don't get paid millions and millions of dollars like the male athletes do. They do not. And if you want to hear a really funny take on that, Bill Burr covers it in exquisite form in his new stand up. People should be going, more people should be going to those games. More women should be going Mm -hmm. to those games in general and get those ticket sales up. But the reality is she's a professional athlete that does not get paid as much as male professional athletes. It's just true. The doesn't really matter why. That's not what we're getting into right now. And then off season, (laughs) she goes and continues to play professional basketball in Russia. I don't know how long she's been playing in Russia. Do you? Was this a several, oh, years. several yeah, years? Okay. I just didn't know the number, but several years. Now mm-hmm. the controversy surrounding Brittany Griner is that she got caught, maybe was targeted. Wouldn't you say being no. in a, you don't think she was targeted? No. 
Okay. So give why don't she you knew break what down? she was doing. Well, no, I don't mean that she didn't know what she was doing. I'm not I'm not suggesting that. What I, I'm, I what I'm saying it was it, political at all. Okay, so I, that's exactly what I was I was touching on. Is yeah. do you think she was just would have been caught no matter what was going on? Yes. Okay. So for those who don't know, she got caught with now this is hemp oil, right? I I want to make I sure it I'm, was marijuana I'm, oil, not hemp oil. It was like marijuana for the vape. Oh, I see. Oh, I see. Okay. So mm-hmm. it was it was vape oil, THC based vape God, oil. It just sounded like a grandma for the vape. <laughs> <laughs> for the vape for the kids that like to vape. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so I'm cool, I swear. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, she has now, as of yet, was it yesterday? The ruling came down yesterday. from uh, Russian court. She's been sentenced to nine years in prison in Russia, which sounds awful. Um, probably because yes. my imagination is thinking of every caricature of Russian prison I can think of, and she's been convicted of smuggling drugs deliberately into Russia. She's been sentenced to mm-hmm. nine years. I just mentioned that. And this has been uh, a part of political discussion. It's been all over the news because there's, you know, I think that the Americans were the Americans, we, us, there's supposed to, there's this suggested offered prisoner exchange so that we don't have an American doing time in Russia. and. They were offering to give Russia a convicted person who was an arms dealer. Uh, a very and, dangerous convicted arms dealer. And a movie. Wasn't there a movie made by that, by this, about this person? I think Nicolas Cage yes. starred in this movie, right? It was, uh-huh. uh, yeah. I forget the name of the movie, but I'll figure it out. So th- there's supposed to be a prisoner exchange. That's the levels that this has gotten to. Because she was smuggling into Russia vape oil that was THC infused. No plant matter, not joints, not a bag, not a an ounce of weed, but drugs nonetheless. Now, many states here have it legalized, but as a country, federally still illegal, ridiculously in my opinion. So what is your take on this? I mean, you say you kind of feel, I mean, I, I think you're right. There's no doubt she knew what she was doing. Do you have a criticism? Like, do you, are you, of a, I do. Are, you the, are you one of the people that's pr- out there saying she deserves the nine years? I don't think she deserves nine years. I think nine years is a little harsh, but Russia is harsh. Russia's harsh. Um, yeah. What I don't agree with is... And I'm probably going to sound like a horrible human being, but there are other prisoners in Russia that are of American. Uh, that are valuable. Yes. Well, they're, they're just regular American people, you know, in a Russia, a Russian prison. And, you know, it's kind of like they're kind of making her this. Oh, like she's this poor, poor person, but there's other people in other Americans in the Russian prison. So what makes her so special that she's that, you know, government is fighting for her to get out? Why aren't they fighting for the other American citizens just as hard and just as publicly to get out? 
why are they willing to go the extra mile for somebody who knew what she was doing, who knew she was smuggling an illegal substance into a foreign country, you know, who keeps changing her story during this whole trial, the story's changed of why she had it, why she had it on her. Um, Why is she any different than any of our other citizens that are stuck in the Russian prison? What major thing has she contributed to our society that makes her so special? Well, I think that you, once you're, I mean, look, I don't think you would disagree with me that elite athletes in this country get special treatment, right? Oh, totally. Right. And they totally do. They totally do. And so, um, I mean, you can look at it from a lot of, I think every perspective that I could offer you about why she's getting special attention isn't going to really make you feel or anybody feel any better. Right. Mm -hmm. Like we know that it's true. We know that it doesn't matter which party would be in office or who would be in office. It's a, it's a political boon to, to say you're, you're standing up for an American citizen. And look, they are, they, I don't think any, I, I think I'm on board with you as far as saying there shouldn't be a, like any American citizen that's doing time in Russia for anything that's illegitimate or even a, a, would be considered a misdemeanor or small crime here. Right. Uh, I, I don't agree with, and I, I, they don't have to be an athlete. They don't have to be a professional. Exactly. I already have issue with it. And on that note, I would say the part that I would love to see. So here's, here's what I, I've, I said this yesterday to my cousin, cause we were talking about this subject matter. And like you, I don't, I don't think it was, um, it's hard for me to imagine that that could happen accidentally, even though I know it could, I know that those are, we're talking about small decanter sized, uh, containers of, you know, you're talking about a pen vape maybe. And I mean, they could have been even bigger, but we're still, you know, maybe, maybe they, it's an accident, but if there's an accident, if it was, and I don't think it was that she had that in her luggage, mm-hmm. my credit, my, like, if that were my best friend, I'd be like, what the hell is your problem? <laughs> like, are you serious yeah. with me right now? You knew where you were going, right? Like if I were going this to her career, well, it's not, let's take that out of it. Let's just say yeah. I was going to Russia to see the Kremlin because I like the architecture and I love borscht, right? <laughs> Let's just say <laughs> I, I'm going for that, I love right? Stacking dolls. <laughs> yes. And I, that's all I want to see. I want to see those things. I'm a big fan. And I'm telling you, I would, I would check everything in my luggage three times. I do that yes. when I'm going to Texas. I do that all the time. Yeah. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like I get I don't have anything on me. I've never done anything and I still get nervous going through TSA like they're gonna stop me and gonna find something on me. Hey, like you know they're not. Because hey, you don't have anything. I'm not admitting to doing or not doing anything, but I've been to Colorado. I've been to California and maybe, you know, things happen. You've been to Arizona. <laughs> I'm but I am telling you, I'm gonna double check everything. Because I would mm-hmm. be a little worried about the climate there, right? And I, I just, right. I don't imagine that this person is that absent-minded 
for it to be an accident. And that's not me trying to lay on her feet that she deserves nine and a half years in a Russian jail. Right. And nobody deserves that. And and to be fair, completely fair to her, and you're right, the story's changed a couple of times. But her quote when she was sentenced, and I'm gonna say, quote, I never meant to hurt anybody. I never meant to put in jeopardy the Russian population. I never meant to break any laws here. I made an honest mistake, and I hope that in your ruling that it doesn't end my life here. I know everybody keeps talking about political pawn and politics, but I hope that that this is far from this courtroom. So, I, you know, I think that's uh, – let me finish up the quote. I want to say again that I had no intent on breaking any Russian laws. I had no intent. I did not conspire or plan to commit this crime. So I kind of – I can't help but say I believe that that's true, right? Whatever the changes in the story were – I mean, I think mm-hmm. it's pretty simple, right? You got somebody Damn. who is a professional athlete is probably used to people looking the other way, mm-hmm. right? Including, let's. I mean, I don't know. I don't know how Russian sports handle that. The part, another part of this that seems a little rich, is every time you hear about Russian athletes, you're definitely hearing about. Doping. Doping. Olympics, Mm -hmm. the controversy behind them in the Olympics, uh, Icarus, the documentary Icarus that jumped into the, 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 the depth that they are accused to have and reportedly and seems to me like clearly have gone to to make sure that they could dope their athletes. It seems that's where I start getting into it feels a little political. Do you, you get where I'm coming from with that? Like, I mean, I under, it, it and does I understand seem that way because it aligns with it. Because look, how many times has she done this? You said several years. There mm-hmm. has to have been a point where she felt comfortable to do it. Like, maybe this, right? You know what and I mean? She's like, been it's quoted, been, she's been quoted during the trial saying that Russia was starting to kind of feel like home. I, well, and why wouldn't that be the way it is for anybody? Like yeah. You, and and I mean it, I had a I had a friend that played overseas, played professional, played a professional sport overseas, and you're there, you know, all year. You know, you're there year. You've got fans, you've got uh you've got an fans industry. and you have you have, you know, like a lot of these um European leagues, they pay, you know, they give you a car, they pay your rent, you know, you go out, you're this big deal. Yeah. And it was less than one gram of cannabis oil. And but so, you have to be really careful going to a foreign country. Well, you and know, look, you have to abide what by country, their laws. It's also what country? I mean, it's also what country? You know, the it seems like yeah. she's the to me. It it I'm reading between the lines. This is complete. Uh, me just saying what I intuition right. This is. This is a situation that could have happened here, too, not all that long ago, right? I think I just watched a real time with Bill Maher where he was talking about how when he would go on long trips, he would hide a little bud in a decanter under his nuts so that because he was worried about the TSA. So, you know, this is one of those things where it could have been an athlete or a comedian flying into somewhere and TSA catches them with a small amount. And depending on where you're landing, 
that could really have serious consequences. And look, if you're famous, maybe it gets looked past in a couple of conservative states, right? Like they look the other way in Louisiana, right? They just think you're coming to New Orleans to have a good time. They look the other way in Kentucky or Kansas. But the minute you fly into DFW, you get busted at Love Field or, you know, <laughs> you're, yeah. you're stuck now. And, and look, uh, also in sort of a political sense, you're not going to think that like the current governor of Texas, Greg Abbott's going to see an opportunity to be tough on drug crime in front of his conservative constituents. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's, right. I do think that that's how that game is played. Right. So it's, it's difficult for me to see where, What's not being talked about here is she's been going there for several years. She has, uh, you know, less than one gram of cannabis oil in her luggage, and it gets caught by the people at the airport at a moment where Russia's knee deep in the Ukraine and going, doing horrible things. And the United States is leading the way to get the world behind them and against Russia with sanctions and a lot of um, financial support and military support for the Ukraine. And wouldn't it just sound like something that Russia would do where, you know, Vladimir Putin's in a place where he's like, you know what, give me everything. Tell me any way we can get anything on them. So they're going to start cutting oil to Germany. You know, he starts getting all these ideas from his peeps, right? All his people are telling him. And her name comes up. And he's like, yeah, lock her up. We're going we're gonna to get, you know, and, and I think that's where you end up with discussions about them trying to make a prisoner exchange. And, you know, what I had kind of been segueing into earlier is I don't. I think the only way to do that kind of thing justice, especially considering that she's being locked away for a small amount of, uh, you know, uh, weed oil or vape oil, is you can't. Like the minute you make a prisoner exchange for her, you kind of have to. You have to go ahead. Do it for everybody else. That's exactly. You have to, you have to let those people out. You know, pardons for everybody. And then they're going to ask for even more. One, yeah, well, they already are. Heinous, right? heinous crime. Yeah, they're asking for two now to yeah. get her back. Two prisoners, and it's, yeah. and these are two very like huge arm dealers that are very dangerous men. Very dangerous men. Well, and again, not the same thing, right? We're talking about an athlete who brought in some harmless yeah. stuff. I mean, like the idea that she's being charged with a conspiracy to what? Give everybody a, 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 Mm -hmm. like a needle drop worth, not even, I mean, well, how many people is that really going to last 50, 30, 20, you know, her teammates, Yeah, (laughs) it's not going anywhere. Right. And so it's, it's, that's where I feel like it's a bit of, you know, what's the kangaroo court. Like they're setting it up because they want anything they can to get leverage against the United States, which is a bummer. But it's also kind of interesting on the sense, it's not even kind of interesting, it's fascinating because it's where you can look through history and find where sports crossed into these geopolitical circumstances. Right. Right? Mm -hmm. Whether it's the Olympics that 
several times the Olympics has had these moments. We just mentioned one with Russia. We uh, we can yeah, talk about I'm Jesse probably. Owens, yeah. you know, in history. That's the, that's the first thing I think about whenever you think of like sports and politics crossing. That's the first image I get in my head every time. Yeah, of, of, Je- time. of Jesse Owens laying down the law. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, for yeah. sure. Look it up. Wikipedia, if you're interested, we can go on and on. But I mean, that is, that's where it's fascinating to me is that this Brittany Griner is someone who did not intend to do anything but continue her career as an elite athlete and playing basketball. That's it. No harm. She, I mean, clearly they know. Everybody in Russia knows she didn't mean any harm. Her fans know. We know. And now it's, it's, it's sad and and tough that she would be faced with nine and a half years. I mean, it truly. was just nine years now because she's already done six months. Oh, they oh they gave her time. Oh, that's good. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. so but but so you and I do also agree on the fact that she knew what she was doing. Oh yeah, she knew what she was doing. But but she felt. Don't you feel like it's I more feel... than likely she felt like uh, it's been looked past before? Why would they get me now? Yeah, I feel that entitlement from her. That elite, the um, elite athlete entitlement that they get, you know, oh, they've looked past it before, so they're going to do it this time for me because I'm a big deal here. I kind of have to stop short of of the, you know what the thing is, though? I feel like there's definitely, I think that can mean multiple things, right? It can mean multiple things. You know, if we're going to use that term elite entitlement, I don't think you're wrong. I don't think you're wrong. I just think that. It might be the case that elite entitlement can sneak up on somebody who is a person who didn't mean anything by it. It can also be representative of somebody who is a complete jackass and thinks that, right. you know, their shit doesn't stink, right? Let's, let's, oh, cre- <laughs> James, <laughs> LeBron James, let's, let's, <laughs> let's create a scale. Okay. I'm so sorry. I got something. I, but let's but that's true right let's just say anybody from well we'll even say uh tom brady you know we'll go from the most humble nfl superstar that you know of who would that be i know you're gonna say can you say jj watt is that guy or who would you JJ use as a example? Yeah, okay, JJ Watt. So on a scale, or from you the- could do, you could do Josh Allen because you know he's yes. doing great things for Look, kids with cancer. And well, not only that, but he really showed up after the uh, shooting at the grocery store in Buffalo. Mm-hmm. You know, he went out yep. there for the community and to speak up. Uh, yeah, altruism uh, out there being a voice. So you know, that's a good. It's a good scale. Uh, even if you use stars from the past, there's there's different kinds of athletes, and we don't know enough. And maybe you know more about Brittany Griner than I do. Uh, certainly, you probably do. But you know, it could be that she just wasn't thinking. Oh, I'm I'm above this. It could just be I like getting high. Sometimes I'm going to put this little thing in my bag and. I've always walked past and never been a big deal and it's not going to be a big deal this time. Like that's still like, she might be unconscious, like not conscious of the fact that people were looking past it because she's a a superstar athlete. Right. Like she might not Mm -hmm. be specifically aware of it, but then there's another version of that athlete. That's like, 
Yeah, I'd like to see him try <laughs> looking in my bag and finding something. <laughs> right. Like that that person exists, right? LeBron There's a James. lot of those people. <laughs> For every 10 of Certainly. the quote unquote certain you know good people that really aren't trying to do it you know hurt anybody there's 50 that are like fuck them i'm an athlete what are they gonna do to me nothing see here's the thing i would argue that that athlete would probably have had more containers oh yeah oh totally right like one container seems like somebody who's like i think it'll be okay i've gotten away with it a couple times no biggie and then like Mm -hmm. say half a dozen is like those assholes aren't looking at shit. <laughs> We're gonna walk yeah. right past them. I'm gonna use my private plane. Right, you're gonna walk with a little swag. Right, I don't, I don't know that I think that that's her situation. I think she's my in whole, shock, my you know? whole problem, my whole problem with this situation is that the story keeps changing and it's changed multiple times. That's my problem with it. Is yeah. that you know, it's the attitude that comes with those story changes that is really getting to me. Like From her, at first it w- yeah. Well, just by the statement she's made. If you go through all the different statements, mm-hmm. there's different to me, and I might just be like this because I'm a girl, but to me there's different tones to them. Like these most recent ones that have come out after the sentencing that that you just like quoted, like I meant no harm, blah, blah. She sounds great in those. Right. But in the first few that came out, she sounded like, and I don't know if she's changed publicists or if now that it's garnered so much um, or who she has media access to, time. Right? Like who she has yeah. access to could be a big part of it too. Yeah, and I you know, I I don't claim to know every, you know, all about her and her situation, but the statements in the beginning where she really wasn't taking blame where it was like, well, it was just an accident and you know, I'm not supposed to be here. I'm a freaking American. Like, get me out of here. That was that was the attitude that rubbed me wrong from the beginning. And then it changed to, well, I need that because you know, I play a sport and I have so many injuries and it's, I have a medical, you know, a medical purpose for it. Well, if you had a medical purpose for it, there were probably ways the Russian government would have let you. I don't know about that. I don't know. Well, I mean, (laughs) not, not specifically the Russian government, but maybe any other country, you know, like there's ways you can look into legally bringing it into the country if allowable. But doesn't this kind of fall under where we started with all this, right? Like, you know, where you're going. You know where you're playing. You kind of exactly. have to know the laws there. You know what you're you going to try to get away with. And this isn't me trying to critique her character either, because if there's one thing, you kind of know that she's in. She didn't expect to be in the situation. I'm trying to grant her no, as no, much. No one ever does. You know, I'm trying to grant her some grace, but it's just it's harder for me. You know how afraid you'd be. I mean, you know. It's, I mean, look. Oh, I'd be fucking terrified. Do you know how much terrified. I would shit my pants if I were? Yeah. I, I would do that at TSA in my city, much less right. if I were in, okay, first, if I were in another yeah. country, let's take a very friendly country. Let's say I was visiting London and I got caught in London. I would be shit scared. If I got caught mm-hmm. in uh, Poland, I would be more mm-hmm. scared. And then if you put me in Russia, I I would be... I, I got to tell you, I might play that I'm an American citizen card. 
I mean, I would I be mean, like just... I, anything you, I mean, in a moment of panic and you're freaking out and you think that you're going to be able to get away from this because you're, you know, you, you feel, and look, Americans in general, me included, I'm, I completely might be guilty if I were in that situation, I might be that, that tropey movie character, but I'm an American citizen. Like I, I, would, <laughs> I might deploy every single thing. So like on one sense, I can kind of relate to her. Like I might go through that same uh, progression from I'm an American citizen mm-hmm. to, but I need it for my medical purposes because I'm such an athlete. And then to, I didn't mean to hurt anybody. I fall upon the grace of the court. I don't want nine and a half yeah. years in a gulag. You know, I mean, I don't like borscht that much. You know, I, I don't think <laughs> I would be into it at all. But you're right. I mean, it, we don't know. It can definitely hit you the wrong way. If anything, mm-hmm. like on one side of that fence, it's just bad choices, bad advice. You know, you don't know who she's, who's, you, you don't know if there's some cheesy, like better call Saul version of an attorney in Russia, right. like, you know, better right. call Ivan is telling her, say you're an American citizen, <laughs> <laughs> you know, okay, okay. Tell him you need it for medication. Oh, no, no. I mean, we're, we're taking a little bit of humor about something that's super controversial and look, we want. The the thing you and I would agree on is that she doesn't need to be put in jail. She needs to be back here. Expel her from the country. That's part of it too, yeah, right? Exactly. That's part of it too. Like, like how are you? Gonna... What is it called? Is it exiling someone? Like, even after this, I don't think she'll be allowed to go back to the back to Russia, right? Yeah, and I don't. I don't. That's where I think they're right about saying it's it's pretty clear that this is uh kind of a, a fraudulent setup kangaroo court situation. If it's, we're talking about one, one decanter, one vape canister, whatever cartridge, vape cartridge of, there's nothing there to distribute there, you know, as far as, you know, go ahead and, and deport her, you know, expel her out of the country. Don't let her back. I don't know that there's any justification that I, that can be uttered that's nine and a half years. It seems utterly ridiculous. You're smuggling in a narcotic. It's like, you know, come on that this is, this goes, this is what the example I mentioned to my cousin, this is as the same thing that John Lennon is singing about when a guy gets sentenced to 25 years in jail in America for a joint or half a joint, mm-hmm. you know, it, that's, clearly a, a a mechanism to punish something for political reasons in my opinion right mm. it seems like it i don't know i i have a hard time saying it's political i mean i can see both sides and i can see where it aligns yeah no i and i don't think it, i don't think we either one of us has to be the one that's right in this situation right it yeah, could be both no and i it could be both and i mean here's it, my other more than thing likely, it's with both. it all Go ahead. She went through an airport in the United States with this. So I feel like depending on what airport she went through, like if it's not legal there, like send her back from Russia. Nine years is ridiculous. Send her back. But she should face like a misdemeanor charge 
for bringing it on an airplane if it's not a if it's not a state that has that legally. Well, and she needs also, to, I mean, I feel like she needs to face some punishment I for making a wrong decision. In the end, I think that they're going to feel like she's just like she's gotten credit for the time she's already served. Like they're going to yeah. be like, you, you've done enough. You've been scared shitless. If they can get her home, mm-hmm. they need to get her home. You know, I, I, I still think that. I just know, have a hard time thinking that. Thinking that in a way, them saying that her life is more important than other American people in Russian jails. That's what upsets me. It's a problem. No, it's a problem. If they, if my, my, the way I ended my conversation with my cousin and the way I think we should segue out of this into another topic about somebody who really does clearly have a, uh, a really bad athlete i'm i'm better than any crime kind of situation so before we get on to that person let's this is what i said to my cousin i said if they really want to make me happy with any kind of prisoner exchange what i think should happen is they should bring britney griner home a b go ahead and legalize marijuana across the board federally and call it the the griner act and it, seriously, have it swing the completely other direction. Most of the country wants it legalized anyway. Most of the states and the population don't argue. Every poll they take, seven, eight out of ten people all just don't care about it being a crime anymore. Even in the city that I live in, in the state that I live in, in Louisiana, as of August 1st, now they can't use the smell of marijuana as probable cause to enter your home. Uh, so it's it's already on its way there. I think that surprisingly, the Republicans had uh, granted a level of decriminalization for it, but it still has to go through a few steps with the the you know scheduling of it federally. It just seems like that would be if we're playing politics and we're going to go full political junkie on it. Bring her home, call it the Grinder Act, call it whatever you want. Let people with low sitting in jail for low amounts like her let them out of prison. It's ridiculous. It's as ridiculous here as it is ridiculous there. They're not trying to commit crimes. And I'm not talking about people with intent to distribute and hurt individuals. I'm not. And I'm not talking about anything else other than marijuana either. But, you know, that's what I said. We both, my cousin and I both laughed about it. But you and I both know as ridiculous as it sounds, that shit would probably work. True. I mean, tell me you wouldn't have a ton of stoners in the street with T-shirts that said the Griner Act. Oh, totally. You know, they would. Because she has a perfect last name. It's close enough to Grinder. I mean, tell me that they. That, that's what I'm saying. It would become a different. Like you would no longer mm-hmm. would would a uh, would they be called spliffs or blunts or joints? They'd all be called Grinders. <laughs> yeah. Let's burn a Grinder, man. <laughs> Let's do it. All right. So moving on from one elite athlete that we can't really say is one of those people who has uh, this um, attitude that you're talking about where they feel like they're privileged and uh, they deserve special treatment. Let's move on to somebody that I think is pretty clear does think they deserve special treatment. Mm -hmm. All right. Deshaun Watson. Okay. Deshaun Watson. Before... 
just so you can catch us up, I'm going to let you delve into this. And I'm going to tell you why I'm saying I'm going to stand down and let you delve into the story behind it. Because not only does it's like six degrees of separation, your number one football player on the planet, the love of your mm-hmm. life, the one you have great adoration for, played for what? The most team? amazing human on the planet. Uh, clearly, that's what you feel. I know. I've seen the six pack. I get it. He looks like a <laughs> He-Man action figure in real life. He played for? The Texans. The Houston Texans. Houston Texans had a star, drafted a star quarterback with uh, undeniable, From amazing Clemson. talent. From Clemson, who, I mean, undeniable talent in Deshaun Watson. They're on the same team for a long time. Please let us know what this whole controversy is about. So um, Deshaun Watson, uh, while with the Houston Texans, um, had several women come forward uh, alleging sexual assault. Several Um, as in? Dozens. At first, at first. Oh, at first. Okay, I'm sorry. Several. Go ahead. So I think it was like three or four women that had come forward and said that he had sexually assaulted them in some form or another. Um, And then, you know, the Houston Texans kind of fell apart like right after because they had some pretty good, like a couple good seasons where they were making playoff runs while he was quarterbacking. And then ownership changed, leadership changed, and my boyfriend left. And then Deshaun Watson's contract expired, so Cleveland Browns um, pick him up. And now all of a sudden, um, there was a ruling uh, that he was going to face some suspension time. Then he settled the other cases with the first three or four accusers, and then he gets traded, has a huge deal. I can't remember what the deal was. Do you remember? Ridiculous amounts of money. I will look it up right now. I want to say it was $230 million guaranteed. I, I mean, it, guaranteed. Which is unheard of. But please, go ahead. Yeah. I'll, I'll get details. You go Yeah. Forward. So it gets this huge monster contract, and then comes a big bombshell of 42 other women, some of whom being massage therapists that worked in various places, you know, some worked for the Texans, some worked, you know, offsite in, um, you know, those certain massage parlors (laughs) where you get the happy endings and some just working as regular massage therapists, 42 women got together once he settled those cases and said, hey, we've been victims of his too. Um, So then the NFL started looking into it, realized there was a problem, um, takes, you know, says he's going to be suspended and that a federal court's going to decide how much time he's going to get suspended for. Um, All this time, Deshaun Watson's been kind of quiet, not saying, you know, not stating his innocence, not saying he's guilty, too quiet. (laughs) Um, And then in the last couple of weeks, it's come out that um, he's going to serve a suspension. Federal court's going to decide how long the suspension's going to be. 
and it comes back that he only gets six games. Well, that's what that's what they recommended, right? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. So no, that was their that was their judgment. So now what happens is, um, what can happen is the commissioner Roger Goodell can everybody's go back favorite in person <laughs> and fight and say, "Hey, this, you know, no." This isn't going to happen. So it's their judgment, but it can also be like overturned. Okay. So, so as of right now, officially at least six games. Which is basically, but no fine. The way that that's. No fine. Okay. So we're going to go into that in a second. Right now, I'm going to get some clarity to a little bit of what you were saying. Okay. So the contract, let's go back. Part of what the controversy is from the Houston Texans side is clearly uh, it's been discovered that the Texans organization had played a role in covering for his bad behavior. Right. Between specifically with uh, one facility that was involved with these massages, the, mm-hmm. the, I like the, a good summation for this would be that the civil suit alleged that Watson engaged in a pattern of lewd behavior with women hired to provide personal services, coercing them to touch him in a sexual manner and exposing himself to women he had hired for massages or moving his body in ways that forced them to touch his penis. And, you know, that's pretty short and succinct. But the way that you hear about it, like if you go and listen to Rich Eisen, just one example, I have listened to Rich mm-hmm. Eisen talk about this. I mean, we're talking about the equivalent of uh, a, a top tier NFL quarterback basically sending out random messages to professional massage masseuses. Is that the right word? Mm-hmm. Or is it, yep. mo- is it like moose? Is it just masseuse is the plural? Masseur. Masseurs. Yeah. So he's basically sending them those midnight messages of you up. Yeah. And, and, you know, to those people, they were, you know, I mean, if I were a masseur or a masseuse and got a, opportunity that I thought could yield exposure and good money and you show up, but here's the thing. And something that I think was first time I heard it characterized like this was from Rich Eisen. So I don't want to take this as credit for myself at all, but he's like, why would you as a professional athlete not be looking in house for people who know how to get those deep tissue massages like those professional uh, physical therapists and professional exactly. team massage uh, professionals like they really know what they're working with like i guarantee mm-hmm. you when you're when your body is a tool like that and let's just use one body that you're fond of if you talk about jj watt jj watt's <laughs> multi-million dollar super he-man style athletic bod is not something mm-hmm. he's going to go to massage envy to get fixed no offense Hell to no. Massage Envy, okay? I mean, I'm sure you're great, but you're not going to show up as like... <laughs> he's not uh, going to go to rubs. <laughs> yeah, right. Like he's going to show up and be like, hey, I've got this knot right here. And I've got a game in like three days. Can you really work it out for me? Right. Like, he's going to go to the team docs, I mean, the team physical therapist. That's the team where you get the dude. answer. So it's already sus to begin with, right? Like, hey, hey, I girl. I can't believe you just <laughs> used that word. Oh, you just made me want to vomit. <laughs> 
you teenager. <laughs> I'm just using oh the lingo that's out there God. in the zeitgeist, lady. It's suspicious Ew. as hell. It's suspicious as hell. Trust me, my wife is going to be rolling her eyes at the use of the word zeitgeist. You can, I just you, you threw up in my sus. mouth. <laughs> sus and zeitgeist uh. together at last. But look. Like, I gagged a little. He's gross. <laughs> but moving past mm-hmm. my use of uh, common vernacular. So you've got a top-tier athlete in the middle of controversy, and the Cleveland Browns come in and do a very Cleveland Browns thing, and they go for him. They go for yeah. the trade for somebody that's basically volatile and toxic and, and dripping with controversy, no pun intended, and kind of gross. Now Was it even it. a trade, though? I, or did they just it? pick him up? No, I thought it was a trade. Because the I don't think the Texans caught him. They never caught him. I thought they. I'm gonna look it up to know. make sure. But let's talk yeah. about the contract. I'm first. like, I don't think anything was traded. Traded though. I'm gonna I'm gonna find right now. I'm gonna find out. Hold please. <laughs> Hold please. <laughs> we need to do our research. <laughs> because I wasn't. We weren't Let's expecting to talk about Watson this Watson was traded to the Browns in March, heading to Cleveland with a 2024 sixth-round pick. In exchange, the Texans acquired three oh. first-round picks, one third-round pick, and two fourth-round picks. So Not worth it. Let's take that back. The, the Browns <laughs> got Watson and a sixth-round pick. A the sixth Texans got pick. three first-round picks, one third-round right. pick, and two fourth-round picks. Gotcha. Wow. Mm. Wow. That's that's six picks for this guy. Yeah. Who they He's knew that they were going to be getting into. Him. Now, not only do they do that, let's let's mm-hmm. let's go back to the contract. No matter what happens with Deshaun Watson, don't forget that that the Browns traded for him and gave him a $230 million guaranteed contract, despite the 22 women who had accused him of sexual misconduct. Mm-hmm. Okay. So now we get to what you were referencing in the ruling. Right. So effectively what they have done is they, after going through the investigation, the judge said six game suspension, no fine. Now let's not no get fine. into the dozens of examples of people that get fined for all kinds of things a lot of money they get fined for saying this is the part that this is the part that sets me over the edge they get fined for like head-to-head contact they get fined for targeting targeting they get fined for unsportsmanlike they get fined wearing the wrong shoes everything everything but this guy doesn't get anything now that's Super controversial. And another, again, referencing Rich Eisen in the court of public opinion, obviously people think this is absurd. But one of the things that comes across that Rich Eisen mentioned, who is also an attorney by trade, I believe, before he was a host. Um, And if you don't know who Rich Eisen is, shame on you. Whether you like him or don't like him, you should know who he is. He's basically (laughs) everywhere. Uh, And and a show worth uh, one of my favorite sports talk shows to listen Mm -hmm. to. Um, but really he good. he references the fact that this might be part of his legal strategy, because if Roger Goodell comes back and says that he wants to challenge it and 
this whole thing ends up going to court in another level. That might have been the strategy from Watson's side because then while it's in court being fought over, he can play. And that's that's where that's something I that don't I don't have the trade skill to know yeah. about that being the case. But that is that does sound like a pretty slimy lawyerly kind of strategy, doesn't that's it? That's disgusting. That they can kick the that's can down a, the road, let the court appalling. case play out, right? And here's their options, right? From from his defense side, his lawyer's side. It sounds like unless I misunderstood Rich Eisen, that they looked at it in two ways, that Roger Goodell would be forced to challenge this because they wanted the entire season. And so if Roger yeah. Goodell comes in and says, no, we're sitting him for the, for the whole 2022-2023 uh, season, and they challenge it in court, then while it's in court, Watson gets to play. On the other side of it, if... Roger Goodell comes in and says he doesn't want to take that chance because that would be mm -hmm. highly controversial. He could say 12 games and a fine. The NFL could right. come out and say 12 games and a fine, which would be better because I think that uh, I don't remember who he quoted, but six games, there's definitely professionals that say that's a vacation. He gets no fine. Yeah. He has to sit for six games. Six and what games do the Browns have to do? The Browns have to go three and, and three. And they could still make the playoffs. And they could still make the playoffs. That's that's it's not going to be that's not going to be uh, acceptable in today's climate. Oh my god, no! I mean, just around <sighs> women in general. But again, here's here's a, here's more of an example. Well, just everybody, just everybody else, like six games for sexually assaulting people or like and no fine you let's, know, other, let's be sure and to no clear fine. that up and no, no fine, fine right six games and 230 million dollars he got 230 million dollars to leave the city where all of this happened go to cleveland and get more money with no contingencies guaranteed mm -hmm. and guaranteed and maybe get a six game vacation without a fine like he doesn't have to play anything to get this two hundred and thirty million dollars. But can you imagine the the women that were affected by this and what it says no. about how they're viewed in not only in a court of law but by the NFL in general? That's that's right. what's on Goodell to have to do, and the Browns aren't going to do anything. I mean. No, they're not. And you know what's hard about this? I mean, just like as a football fan, I know that we're talking a lot about specific athletes, but if we're talking about a comparison between people who feel like they're entitled, okay, compared to Deshaun Watson, Brittany Griner is a saint and isn't coming mm -hmm. across to me as this entitled athlete. Deshaun Watson not saying anything about it or right. saying no too comment. little about it. And reaping in 230 million dollars is hard for me to wrap my i mean impossible for me to wrap my head around and That's also so cool. to be fair the same thing goes for the browns i mean there's nothing stopping the browns from sitting his ass down and finding him either exactly like as an organization 
they could make that decision themselves. And you know, they have. there's something wrong with him when you have to put in his contract that he can only have <laughs> massages yes, exactly. from people on site. <laughs> well, but here's the other thing too. Doesn't that make sense that like going back to him doing it for the Texans and them looking the other way or trying to cover for him. I mean, doesn't that make sense in terms of your investment as an organization? That you're you have a precision high level oh, yeah. athlete. Those masseurs can cause a problem if they don't know what they're doing. They're not. You, they're, they they don't have any experience. <laughs> I'm just saying right. they don't have any experience dealing with a high level athlete. And what happens if he comes into practice like, yeah, my shoulder's all messed up. I had a terrible masseuse the other day. And by the way, mm-hmm. does it is it again? I'm going to use a word you love. Isn't it super fucking sus? That none of these masseurs are like, like f- large men with a lot of strength. Yes, like it, I mean, th- it, isn't that kind of like if you're really looking for that is a little relief suspect. And I have been to Massage Envy, and I have definitely had massage from a all kinds of people, women mm-hmm. and men. And yes. as uncomfortable as it might have been in the first five minutes, in the last five minutes of that massage with a a real a real bro, and we're talking you went like and a, saw Jesus for a, a minute. barrel-chested <laughs> man. He was getting in that knot in my shoulder in a way that had not been done before. Yes, and I was ready to test my boundaries. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I'm, "I love you. <laughs> You've given me feelings I wasn't sure I could have with a man." <laughs> But I mean, it's, it's like, isn't it crazy that we're really, that I I don't know anybody that could not look at the situation and be like, what was he really looking for? And by the way, if you're that wealthy and I mean, I'm not the best judge on men's looks. He's not an ugly man, right? He's not, he's he's totally fit. He's totally in shape. He's, he's somebody's type. That's what I'm saying, right? He's somebody's that's type. What, that's what a nice person would say. He's somebody's type out there. But that's where it's hard not to think that the dude's just like got an issue, right? Like, mm-hmm. like thank God he's a famous superstar. He there'd be bodies hidden in the crawl space. You know what I'm saying? Like, there, like it mm-hmm. seems it doesn't seem like that's a giant jump when he's out there. But it almost stalking. It almost makes you wonder since he has this history. Like, if he did similar things, like, at Clemson and just nobody stepped forward, you know? Well, I don't know. Kinda what about to think about. Think about it this way. There's been enough collegiate controversy, whether you're talking – I mean, Clemson's one of those schools where football is the moneymaker. Like, up mm-hmm. until recently, college players weren't getting paid, right? So that was right. all money going to the school, whether all you're going to them. And let's yeah. talk about the big schools, Clemson, Alabama, Alabama Ohio. LSU, Ohio State. Like we're talking those. And where have all the controversies that had to do with sexual misconduct come from? Ohio State, Penn State, Clemson. Clemson. I mean, they cover for their athletes just like Houston did. You know, mm-hmm. it's kind of. um uh, what's the word? Uh, sus. Don't. Uh, <laughs> so I'm trying to be a millennial. Uh, I'm not being Gen, anything. What is it? Gen Z. I, I find the word Z. effective. All right. Maybe it's 
It's just an easy summation of a word. Suspect. Suspicious. I'll use all the syllables. Yeah, look, it's super suspicious. And I and where I was saying that it's crazy is I mean, let's end on why we give a shit at all. I'm a fan of sports and I've been a fan of several sports. Like I I would I find it hard to believe that what I would say next isn't true, but most of the United States has got a sport they love. Maybe it's mm-hmm. tennis. Maybe you grew up with uh, whatever your favorite tennis star is. For NASCAR. me, what I remember, Andre Agassi for tennis, mm-hmm. for NASCAR. You have superstars no matter Dale what Earnhardt. it is. Dale Earnhardt, mm-hmm. crazy superstar famous. Uh, NFL. I mean, just pick the superstar from Brett Favre, Jerry Rice, Joe Montana, Tom Brady, begrudgingly, Drew Brees, hometown favorite. I mean, you can go through J.J. Watt. I won't leave him out. I can't do that Thank to you. you. I was like, where, where, where is he? Are we where is he? Including him? Yeah, I, I, Hall I, of Famer. <laughs> I, it doesn't matter what the sport is. LeBron James. Ugh, uh, Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan. Right. Derek Jeter. Larry Bird. Like we Cal know Rick these people because sports is ingrained in the culture of, of America. It is. Mm-hmm. And we love football. I love football. Becky is a football guru. I can testify. She's in my fantasy league and is always a problem. Almost winning every year. Always a problem. Always got to worry about what Becky's going to do on the waiver wire. I promise you that. So here we are and we see that this league that we give a shit about with teams that we care about that have a diverse cast of superstars and incredible athletes out there representing not only the cities they live in, the States they live in, but just they're the heroes of a bunch of kids, a bunch of kids. Mm-hmm. When I was a kid, I, I, you just, idols. you have idols and some kid idolizes Deshaun Watson and has to deal with, realizing the reality of this and that's how do you tell your kids that how do you tell your kids that right i mean because mommy why isn't deshaun playing well honey or deshaun likes a happy ending (laughs) what about a kid who just grows up thinking massages must be great i want to get one yeah right or maybe they think or that's the kids how you that get say, girls. Well, if, Des- if Deshaun Watson does it, maybe I should do it. And that's how I get a girlfriend. Or just an unhealthy view of how yeah. to treat women in general. Like, exactly. And look, it's not just relegated to sports, right? It's, it's like you can go back to movies. Like one of my f- like the favorite references I have about this is I grew up, I watched Revenge of the Nerds. There is some mm-hmm. straight up crazy, illegal, inappropriate shit that happens in that movie. And when I yes. saw that movie as a kid, I thought it was hilarious because it right. was it was presented to me in that way. Right. It right. was presented to and millions of people. It was presented that way. And all that does is further that shit to keep happening. It creates that as OK. And then good luck getting somebody like you're going to have a lot of people out there go, but I mean, I mean, that's what happened in revenge of the nerds. So I went and bought a Darth Vader mask and pretended I was that girl's boyfriend. It went really well until I took the mask off. <laughs> now I'm in prison. I'm in prison. I don't yeah. know what I did wrong. I'm in jail. Right. I mean, so it's, you know, it's one of those things that uh, maybe as listeners, I know we don't take that 
that many opportunities to get deep into sports and why we care about it. And again, another example of where sports crosses over into arenas of life in general, right? You have to call these guys out on it. You have to, you know, and it affects people. It affects their fandoms. It affects my view of the Browns. I'm not a fan of the Browns, but the Browns are one of those teams that they're kind of the constant underdog and you want to see them win at some point in a super tough division where I'm not a Lamar Jackson fan. And as many teams that can beat the Ravens led by Lamar Jackson, I'm all for it. Do it. So to me, this is super disappointing. But not only that, it's like you don't understand what the hell the ownership is doing. Like, you know, like if you don't understand commissioner fair, but if you don't understand football and you don't know how draft picks work and you don't know how valuable they are giving away three first round draft picks is a big deal. You could be drafting. Yeah. I I mean, you could be drafting the next Lamar Jackson or, you know, uh, let's yeah. (laughs) Joe Burrow, the next Joe Joe Burrow, right? Let's just use him as an example. The next Josh (laughs) Allen, you know, the next, yeah, Josh Allen. I mean, the next Tom Brady, you have plenty of opportunities to, to build, to build a team. And the Browns decided to put it all behind a, a person who a has man. Well, if you have every reason to believe that he doesn't deserve that warranted $230 million and trading away your future. Right. Yep. Pure right. and simple. And if there's anything you take away from this podcast before we wrap it up, it's that we want accountability and we want it to be fair. In Brittany Griner's case, the fairness would be, come on. I mean, give it up. Russia people, not a big deal. You know it. We know it. You're making it a big deal for a reason. And maybe we can just throw out some ideas of what that is. On the other side of it, you want to talk about an entitled athlete who thinks their shit doesn't stink. That person has got a name. And maybe I'll get in trouble for naming him. But Deshaun Watson <laughs> certainly seems like a giant candidate for piece of shit of the year. 2022. Yeah, I think he should get that title. Send him send him the poo emoji trophy now. He deserves yeah, exactly. it. Exactly. <laughs> the poo emoji that's holding up two middle fingers. I mean, the guy, the, I mean, it, it, and look, from a from a man, he doesn't do any favors to anybody. He doesn't make athletes mm-hmm. look good. He doesn't make the sport look good. He doesn't make men look good. It's period. It's not good. It's just not good on any level. And that's He's a and, disgusting. And that's being. the official stance of the Brevity Box podcast. And that's all I got to say about that. <laughs> I'm glad we got it out. Mitch, we did it while you were away, while you were called away to save the children. That's right. And we'll hear more about what you were doing because you couldn't make it here today. But we missed you, man. And we'll get back to it in another episode coming soon. We really appreciate you guys tuning in. Some interesting news and maybe just one fragment of it. Our podcast is easily found on Transistor, uh, on Spotify, on iTunes. But speaking of Transistor in general. Becky, did you know that we had over a thousand downloads confirmed? I did not know that. Yeah, that's a fact. That's amazing. A fact. Look at us. We're growing. We're getting all big and tall. Getting our chivos. 
in that oh my knife. Goodness. Now look, we're we not got our boobies. I want to do some some real honorable mentions here because not only did we reach a thousand downloads on Transistor, but some other examples, like one that I was blown away by is congrats to Ruminations of Red Rum, another podcast brought to you by the Ruminations Radio Network. They were reaching listeners in 10 different countries. Worldwide, baby. Wow. I'm just saying. Yeah. That's so crazy. Congratulations to them. We have several podcasts that have crossed really amazing milestones, like having 50 or more episodes, like Cinephile Hissy Fit like having more than a thousand downloads like the blue rose task force or like us here at brevity box also retro futurist culture thousand downloads well on their way on god oh god it hurts 500 downloads yeah look we're we know we're reaching out we really appreciate you listening please like and subscribe and if you're only listening to this podcast take a moment go to our website see some of the other podcasts that other people are really becoming fans of Ruminations of Red Rum, Retrofuturist Culture, Cinephile Hissy Foot, Blue Rose Task Force, Tony's Tall Tales. We have a lot to offer. You can check it all out at www.ruminationsradionetwork.com. We are proud to be a part of that roster. Uh, we thank you for listening. We'll see you on the next episode. Bye-bye. Bye.